Microbreak is a weekly podcast that dives into the history of famous people, places, and things. From Elvis Presley to the birth of the internet, I will take you down memory lane each and every week. Let's face it, history can be boring, but my witty and wacky personality keeps things lighthearted and fun. Most episodes are under 20 minutes, and a new one is released each and every week. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayone. Subscribe today and be educated and entertained. Microbreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish. Hey, how you doing, Alex? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great as always. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm great. glad that you're excited about doing the Godfather rewatch, that you're energetic and exercising through this whole entire deal that we're going to be doing tonight. Hey, this is 24-7 energy right here. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and hey, Rossi, how are you doing as well? I'm doing good. Doing great, guys. All right. Awesome. So... Before we get into our Godfather rewatch review, I do want to say with the events that happened in Texas, we are deeply saddened by the events that happened. And with that being said, um, Curtis from Listen, Listen, Listen podcast uh, ended up tweeting out a little fundraiser for the victims uh, out in Texas. And so basically they raised $3,536,000 and $680. Basically they winded up almost achieving their goal. So if you want to go on ahead and go to the GoFundMe page, and I'm going to have that in the description of the video and everything at the end. So that way you guys can go on ahead and donate five to $10 to the cause, because it's just awesome to be able to see people come together for something so tragic that happened. And it deep, deepens me and wounds me and everything because of the fact I was actually Let's see here. I remember Columbine when I was right. just a teenager and everything and afraid that something like that was going to happen at my school. And, you know, and it's just deeply troubling that someone would actually go to those lengths to do that. It would, it would actually kill innocent children and also kill teachers in the process of protecting their students. And it saddens me. It deepens me. My thoughts and prayers are with you. I know Alex and Rossi has some thoughts, though, too, before we get started. Yeah, I'll start. I'll say um, as a parent of um, two young men, um, I remember when they were in high school and a Columbine happened. Um, they were young when Columbine happened, but I remember being afraid to send them to school, period. Um, the Sandy Hook incident as well. So I definitely send love and prayers out to the families and um, we have to do better. Mental health, guns, it's just, yeah, it, it's horrible. It's just, uh, it's hard to come up with the words, you know, because it, it just, this happens so often that I... Right. Like I'm at that point where I can't even feel anything about it, you know. It's just, it's just this cycle that keeps happening, and it it, it really hurts because like I I work, you know, I have nieces and nephews that go out that go to school. I I work at a school with elementary age students, so I'm just thinking like, what if it was my kids? 
this happened right. too, you know, uh, and it's just hard to be like, we just can't do anything anymore without having to work. You can't go to school. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go right. to church without that pos that lingering possibility that someone with a gun might come in. And it just, it just really hurts. It just really hurts. And right. I doubt that anything's going to change because that's just the right. cycle. We're in. But I'm hoping, hoping there will be some change soon. So I absolutely. Just, most definitely because here's the thing i usually try to just post like positive stuff on my facebook feeds and even on my social medias and everything else regarding movies making people laugh but it got to the point for me as someone that does this where i have to just stop and just look at what's going on in front of me and be like look i can't ignore this anymore and pretend that everything is fine when it's not Right. And that's whenever I realized, hey, look, I need to address something that, right. that is so troubling in the world that we live in. It's so crippling, Absolutely. so troubling, and mental health goes along a long way. Um, if you guys know this, I am a big advocate with uh, better help. So right. if you guys want to, if you guys need goals, and, and basically what better help does is it helps set up your goals in life. It helps you. They, they have counselors on, on board to help if you need any kind right. of assistance. So if you go on ahead, go over to our my Facebook page at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there. There's going to be a pinned post for better help. And just use the promo code Movie Lovers Unite, and they'll assist you. You can trade out as many uh, counselors as you want until you find the right counselor for you. So right. if you need some counseling, if you need some someone to help you set up some goals, if you just need someone just to vent to, they're there for you. They're not there. They're not a self-help service or anything like that. They're there to help. So better help is here for you. So right. just throwing that out there. But okay. So I know that all we're doing is talking about depressing stuff, but, uh, but there's another thing too, that I wanted to talk about Ray Liotta, the actor who played in Goodfellas, one of my favorite actors. He also played in Smoking Aces. And then Feel the Dreams has passed away today. And I just love his performance in Goodfellas. And Absolutely. Goodfellas is actually my all-time favorite movie, and Marshall okay. Stacey movie, aside from The Departed. Right. But, but, you know, Ray was just in that zone at that time in the 90s. And his performance was just breathtaking. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a huge talent. Um, loved him in Goodfellas. Build the dreams, um, departed. Um, he well, not departed, but um, I have to say, Goodfellas was my favorite. Um, he's a great actor, and also being able to play him and Grand Theft Auto Vice City was mm -hmm. also the best. He did a great performance um, in that game, and um, he'll forever live in the world of GTA Vice City. He will be missed. exactly, absolutely. R.I.P. It was. I had everyone coming at me just like, hey, you see this? Did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I had like five people inbox me at the same time you did. I'm like, this is just crazy. But Vice City, I was always hoping that they would actually go back and revisit that character right. just to have Absolutely. Ray back. But right. it sucks that he won't be able to do that. But I'm hoping that they remaster it to where we can buy yeah. it again. Because I would definitely do Absolutely. that. So, right. with that being said, let's go ahead. Let's do something happy for uh, 
with this. Okay. So, so basically, The Godfather is a 1972 American crime uh, film that's actually uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who's uh, and also Mario Piozza, who actually wrote the book in 1969, which is a book I actually own. But what I love about this story is the story arc of Michael Corleone, where you wind up having a character who just returns from the war, and he doesn't want to be a part of the family business. And then he goes from not wanting to be in that business to now he has to be in that business. Right. Yeah. Um, first time watching it, never saw it before. Um, I always obviously knew it was a great film because I, I've heard about it, but I watched it last night and I mean, I was glued from the beginning to the end. I didn't want it to go off. Um, opening with the huge Italian, you know, uh, family wedding, you know, I mean, they make you want to be in their world, just the way they celebrate the food, the love. It was just, okay, this is going to be a great movie. Um, seeing Marlon Brando, um, uh, him play the the godfather and and just you know now i'm getting all the jokes by the way the horse in the bed all that now now i get it before i was like oh i didn't get it because i never saw it but now i get all the jokes all the comedians putting the things in their cheek to sound like marlon brando um i really enjoyed the movie um i was shocked though just shocked that some of the characters that died, like, um, I thought that the Godfather, Marlon Brando, I thought he'd be in, I thought he was going to live through it. So I was shocked when they shot him the first time and then when he eventually died. But I, I love this movie, guys. Uh, this is also my first time watching the movie and my but I have experience with the story because I played the Godfather video game before. Yes. So it was. Yes. Really, yes. Oh, you, said, you have to. Okay, yeah, that was absolutely. my first introduction to the Godfather, and I remember playing <laughs> it as a kid and being like, "Man, this is a good story." And right. I, get excited. I was getting really excited watching this movie and like scenes that were the straight ripped out from the movie and put in the game. I'm like, I remember this from the game. This is where this mission started. <laughs> so much fun. But yeah, I can't believe I haven't watched this movie sooner because I immediately fell in love with it. Even with in the beginning, the wedding, the wedding scene, mm-hmm. not a lot was happening in that scene. Like, you know, there wasn't a lot right. going on, but I was still so invested in it. Like uh, nothing was happening, but a lot was happening at the same time. (laughs) Just how it's going back and forth between, you know, out in the open, very public wedding, you know, everyone's partying, being friendly and happy, but in the shadows, in this dark room, we have Godfather meeting with all these people. They want these favors done. Uh, Marlon Brando was incredible. Like I immediately just like, he gave me goosebumps, his performance, (laughs) just the present. Like I was afraid, like he's so (laughs) He was so kind, like he's a kind man, but then right. he would just give out an order that's like, oh yeah, take care of it. And then it's just like, <laughs> someone's, about, someone's about to die. <laughs> and the, the way he does it though, good. is so smooth though. You know, it's like- It's smooth. And he has <laughs> an adorable kitten that he was petting. Yeah, like yes. he was trying to get away, but he's like, no, no, I'm petting you now. 
And, you know, just trying to <laughs> hold on to that account. I loved it. And such a, I was just, like, I immediately fell in love with it. When, especially when he's meeting with the first guy talking about, I want justice for my daughter. And he was like, you're, you're going to come into my house and not even you're not you're not gonna offer <laughs> friendship to me you know i was you know i was like like as soon as i saw him do this like i, I read a meme where it's like anytime he does this he feels disrespected and mm-hmm. i was just like as soon as i saw this i was like oh no what did he even do i didn't even what did right. the guy even do to disrespect right. him what happened so i'm like i'm like scared but- scared about what's gonna happen but it was just ah, oh, it just immediately caught me i'm just like oh my gosh and they didn't even show nothing yet. It was just people talking. Right. But I'm already like, keep going. I want more of this. Like, right. if the whole movie was just the wedding scene and people asking for favors, I I probably would have been fine. But I... And the dude, like, the dude, like, he's telling them, like, hey, um, you know, like, my, my wife is the godfather or the godmother of your baby. You... You come and ask me for a favor. You don't even invite me to your house to eat. And, you, you know, so I'm thinking, like, Oh my God, is this going to be the first scene that someone's going to get whacked? Like, is this guy going to get killed because (laughs) he's uh, agitated, you know, to, you know, you're asking for a favor, but you don't even invite me to lunch. Like, you know, so yeah, that scene was um, a little tense as well. I feel you, Alex, on that because you're thinking, we know what the Godfather is. We know that there is going to be a lot of, you know, shooting. So is this going to be the first, the guy, this guy's going to get whacked for asking for a favor? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even worse though, he owns Don Corleone a favor, which also you don't know what that favor is. So you can actually kill somebody by taking advantage of them and using them to your advantage because Don Corleone has that much power. So right. him saying, one day I will come to you. You will do me a favor. You know, and I'm like. Beautiful, <laughs> Beautiful line. I loved that that line so much. It is just kind of set the tone. I'm like, okay, foreshadowing. We're going to see this guy again. That favor is going right. to need to come do. But I want to talk about this, though. You said there's not a lot happening, but also, too, there, like you said, there's a lot happening. And I like how each character, and Michael's explaining each character, introducing Kate to the char- to these people as he's also introducing us into his world. So in a way, right. we're actually the guest at that wedding, sitting right. at Michael's and Kate's table and introducing us. Also, too, we're not just some people that are just watching a film. We are now in right. that room with that funeral parlor guy asking for a favor, and we're basically they're his the Don Corleone's body bodyguards. And right. Could you imagine him them being in the same room with him and Tom being there, and that's happening? You can you can feel the intensity in that room, especially how dark Absolutely. and ominous it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I felt that way and, through the through you know watching the movie. I felt like what you're saying, John. I felt like we were there, like you know we're we're partaking in this movie, like you know we're we're part of the family because there's certain things that happens that you know, you're not expecting to happen. Like the, the, I, I'm jumping ahead. I, I hope we're just going to jump around and, and pull apart. We, we are. We're not going, here's you know, the thing. I want to have okay, a good time cool. with this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this is trampoline. The, the sunny part when, when Sunny gets killed, didn't you guys, or at least I, John, you knew, but 
Alex, didn't you think when when Sonny got killed and he he leaves out, you know, he's on the phone, he's upset, he leaves out, but you're not expecting anything to happen to Sonny because it's a Sonny. So when he goes to the prison and all of a sudden there's there's gunshots. And I remember Mm -hmm. sitting thinking, what the fuck is going on? Who is shooting us? Like, you know, and you see him duck. But I felt like I was a part of that scene because it just blindsided me like we just got shot. And badly shot like they wanted to make sure he just never got up and that was uh, just oh my gosh the scene was so dramatic but it just it just happened so i definitely feel that way like we're part of this film we're 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 in it yeah i what what i loved about this movie first off it it completely solidified the the fact that i would not survive in the mafia just i'm like the amount (laughs) of double crossing and just People right. getting whacked just out of nowhere. Like I'm like, I don't remember this from the video games. Just everyone's getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stressed. I'm like, okay, I'm not right. about that life. Like I don't want to be going to a restaurant and then someone stabs me in the neck, you know, from behind. You know. Right. But anyway, I, I I have to dare dare say I dare say that this movie might be just perfect because the mm-hmm. whole time I'm watching it, even in the slower moments of the film, I was. Right not bored i was just i was just in right. it. It was yeah. mesmerizing to watch and like just the acting how it's directed is beautiful but what i love the most is the family dynamic between mm-hmm. michael sunny and don corleone right, right you know because we you know you got don corleone he's very old school but reserved he's calm he's very intellectual but he's not you know he's kind of stuck in his own way so he's mm-hmm. not he's not adapting to the world around him and then you got Sonny, who is adapting to the world around him, but he's very hot-headed, and he's like he's right. ready to go to war. He's right. very violent. But then you have Michael, who's that yeah. perfect blend of both. And like when right. he becomes the head of the family, that's when his yeah. performance just takes off uh, because it was incredible to see, like, just how like even in scary situations, like when people are disrespecting him, just straight face you never know what he was thinking he was very tactical and calculating and violent incredibly violent that 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 scene the baptism scene oh he was oh, becoming wow. the godfather and he's just right. cold-blooded yeah i renounce satan as people are getting murdered on his <laughs> right. Right. everyone's getting right. killed but if you yeah, think I'm about it, though, with him saying I reannounce Satan, it's basically him saying, "Yeah, I reannounce every single one of my enemies." Is basically mm-hmm. what he's saying, tossing them away. But I want to also talk about this though too. You mentioned a lot of good points, Alex. I'm going to be honest with you here, and that is the fact that there's. Hold on one sec. Go on ahead and talk. Oh, so do you remember? Um... Who who else do I love? Uh, Luca Brazzi, Brazzi, that's his name. Luca Brazzi. I was the, the big guy. Long oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, right, yeah. right. right. I loved him so much. <laughs> I was sad when he died. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, no, not Luca. He's just the big, lovable <laughs> murderer. Right, I, right. Uh, My thing sad, was um, every. I loved uh, every actor in this movie. They, every actor was great. What about when he goes over to when Michael has to leave and go over to Sicily or wherever he was? Remember for that year because he has to disappear. He goes mm-hmm. over there. I love the actors over there. The the fluent language that they spoke. Mm-hmm. It was so 
that that part of the movie was like like they really went there like they yeah. really made this as authentic as they absolutely could and the fact that he married the woman over there the young girl over there and the way that they got rid of her i mean i'm thinking okay he's gonna bring her back to america it's gonna be great <laughs> and and i never noticed the guy what like that was supposed to be for michael but when they blew that car up and you just see her i'm like well like really well here's the thing as soon as i saw the bodyguard running away i'm like okay that's not a good sign that's definitely not a good sign because I've seen enough mob movies where I know, but anytime when you have someone go, see, sweetheart, whenever I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and marry you. Then what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to get me the biggest, I'm going to get you the biggest hot dog. And guess what? And then that person's dead. So basically, <laughs> basically that's what happens, but I can't help it. Whenever I first saw the film, I left my butt off at the part when she blows up. I mean, just because Did they, you really, yeah, because of the com because to me it was kind of comical in a way because because I'm gonna show you how to drive, but the next thing you know, he blows up. <laughs> that's not how you do it. <laughs> so I'm so that's I'm what I'm trying to drive. Boom! I, but then the second time watching it and everything, I I I just took a minute. I'm like, okay, that is actually a painful scene. I just have dark, warped humor, but um, but. Also, too, you also have to think about like this, though, too, when especially when Kate was supposed to be his love interest. Right. And then he comes back into the now this. Remember, my remember this, Alex. I said this. Is it just me or does Michael look like a douchebag for he doesn't message her for X amount of days, doesn't email one well, email. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't ghost her. He, right, he ghosts her. <laughs> And that's it. There's no mail. Right. He doesn't. He, right. So my initial thought was this. He to me, I don't think it's kind of like a douchebag move because of the fact that under the conditions, he's hiding out from these other people that want to kill him. So therefore, right. who's to say that they can't intercept the mail to where it goes over to Kate? Mm -hmm. So that's one line of thinking that I was thinking. I wasn't thinking oh, he's just being a total douchebag. But the douchebag part of it was he married somebody, and then, oh, my wife got blown up, so I'm going to go ahead and marry Kate now. That's right. the douchebag exactly. part. Exactly. That douchebag. Right. But I do get <laughs> that. I mean, it's basically you, you – he can't – he don't want to tell her because you don't want her to know. You know what I mean? It's better for her not to know so that the feds come around, whatever. She knows nothing. So I get that, you know, he's keeping that – from her, like the scene where he's like, don't ask me about my business. You know, when he lies about killing the bastard brother that should have been killed because he beat the hell out of the sister. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my God. Well, Sonny went over there bloody. and the way he beat the hell out of that guy, you know, and the fact that the dude goes back and does it again to the sister, whoops her with the belt, you know, and he Not was responsible, responsible for Sonny, right, guys? He was. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, he because here's so the thing. Sonny could get drawn, yeah. drawn out, and then they can. Okay. Okay. Get him with the drive by. Right. Because right. here's the thing. They knew that the sister was Sonny's weakness. So, therefore, whenever. So, they said, okay, you know what? We're going to use that to our advantage. So, therefore, they can, they can draw, draw him out. And, of course, that's what happens at the toll boots and everything where he winds up right. getting killed. 
But, you know, I felt bad at that moment, though. Like, I started thinking, well, what if, you know, Don was a lot of was dead and then Sonny was still alive when Michael be the head or would uh, or we would wind up having Sonny being in charge. And if Sonny was in charge, it right. would have been just great force where basically no questions asked. What you see is right. what you get. And right. Michael just is one of those people, like Alex said, and this is the point that I was trying to make earlier, was the fact of how cold Michael actually is and how he plays it off like, okay, I'm going to let you play me. But you know what? I know you're playing me. So I'm right. just going to let this keep on riding up until I see a vantage point where I can get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, but I also like what uh, Alex said, though, too, where you actually have Don Corleone, who's actually stuck in his own ways with the olive oil business and doesn't want to go into the heroin business and the drug business and stuff like that. And then you see Sonny, his eyes glow because this is the new generation that's going to take over after Don dies. But it comes to find out Michael was the one who winded up taking care of him. And right. at that point in the extended cut that I watched was this, uh, because I actually have the Godfather epic, which has an extra scene in it. But you're thinking that Don Corleone doesn't want this for Michael. He wants something else for him. Right. Well, right. in the hospital scene, when they go visit somebody, he asked Michael, so after this, what are you going to do? Because I'm going to go back to school. He goes, come, come, uh, come to me after you graduate. I have a job for you. Hmm. So that tells me that the Don was going to probably let Michael take the reins because okay. Sonny is too hot headed. Fredo's just a, a pansy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> too weak. Yeah. He's definitely absolutely. weak because when Mo Green winds up slapping him around, he goes, what did I hear about you slapping my brother around? Oh, Michael, I deserved it. No. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then he curl up when dad got shot. He was the one that was with with um, with um, the Don when he got shot, right? And he he cried yeah. over his dad's body when he thought his dad was dying. When, when I saw that scene and I'm thinking, wow, he's so weak. I can't believe like he, he just you know, just like a little boy, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, he was absolutely a pansy. Um, I think um, I remember, and, and there was one scene where, you know, um, the, the Don wanted, had mentioned that he didn't want Michael in the family business because he was hoping that Michael would become a Senator, you know, go to right. school and become a Senator so that he had that, you know, like something, a part of the family that's legit, that looks really good. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I wasn't expecting for Michael to, to take over. And I didn't think that he would be good because of the fact that he was a civilian. But when he proves himself, when he goes to the restaurant with mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the chief of police and the, the one guy um, who had, you know, his dad shot, I, I didn't think he was going to do it. And when he came out of that bathroom, sat down at that table, and as the subway goes by, he fucking kills him. Shoots him in the head, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, he's gonna take great over." Scene. Great scene, beautiful, scene. awesome scene. No, not beautiful, like turns of murder. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, not saying, but- I'm not saying murder is beautiful. I'm just saying beautifully performed. Just absolutely. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I love this movie so much, and uh, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, right? It's Michael. Yeah, right. By far, and- my my favorite. I. 
I really, you talked about it briefly, but the end when Kate is asking about his business and he just right. straight up lies to her. Let's give you this one, one time. You can ask okay, about Kate. my business. <laughs> right. Were you involved? Then <laughs> like a gangster, he was just like, no. And I'm like, right. damn, cold-blooded Michael. This dude <laughs> and Kate just... is going to lead the Corleones to profit, to fortune. Right. But the crazy thing is, though, Kate doesn't even question it. She just goes off of it. And that's it. And walks out. And I'm like, wait, you don't even question the dude? You know, right. that, that's it. I was, like, I was one totally going to see through that lie. She's like, oh, shoo, good. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Time to fold laundry. He, he, he went to a different country, married a side piece, and then he was going to come back and be like, oh, yeah, I want to marry you. Like, boy, right. like, this dude is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. he adapted quickly to the life. Yes. He really did. Because he had to, because otherwise people see through weakness and everything and take advantage of him. But I like how there's two things I like here. I like Tom Hagen as the concierge and everything right. and giving advice to Michael. Right. Then you also have the Don giving advice to Michael at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Right. And stuff like that. Because let me tell you something, Michael. People are going to come to you with, with many faces. They're not going to come as your enemies. They're going to come as your friends. Right. And you're going to, and that's when it, it hit uh, Michael on what to do to make them feel like, you know, they got one over on him. Mm-hmm. And I right. liked how they did that. And another thing too, is I like how Al Pacino is in this movie. And this is not like, whoa, I'm Al Pacino. Yeah, right. Right. You know, right. Talk like oh, this. Eternal. <laughs> right? This is more of your young El Pacino being smooth, not yelling. And you could be, to be honest with you, I said this in the, one of the Sopranos episodes, where you can be threatening without having to yell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because there's one part out there of this where you have Patsy Parisi, who uh, tells Tony Soprano's uh, mis- mistress, because she won't leave him alone. And she's in, he's in this car with her because she's a Mercedes dealer. And he goes, I'm going to tell you this. Either you stay away from Tony or else you're going to get a piece blown off with your tits. <laughs> and that's all he said. And he walks out. The wow. car. That would convince me. Right. So. Of anything blown off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm done. Quite no problem. I'm right. I'm going yeah. home. Hey, Brandy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, I love how Al plays this off. He's smooth. He's cold-hearted. He's collected. Also, too, I like how Tom is also one of those guys that flies into Hollywood to help the Don out, though. Too, uh, he goes, "I need you to go to Hollywood for what? What's going on?" And you can tell that Johnny Fontaine is actually the Frank Sinatra character. Right. And so he goes over to Hollywood to actually threaten this Hollywood producer into hiring Johnny Fontaine. And then basically what what Tom does is he threatens him with the only thing he knows that the guy loves. Because the guy is so stupid and dense. Because he kind of reminds me of Sonny in a way. 
because of how high strong he is, but he's also right. stupid. Because now you're giving them ammo to fire with because now you're showing weakness of what you love. Mm-hmm. Right. So therefore, love the he, he loved the horse. So what does love he do? Wow. That was when he woke up in that bed. And I, you know, I'm seeing blood on him and I'm like, okay, is he shot? Okay, he's moving around. He's not shot. And when he pulls it back and sees his horse, his prize winning horse, and that scream that he let out, I was like, and that's when I was like, the horse scene, I get it. The horse in the bed, that was it. That was some brutal but dope shit, that scene. Made I didn't point. know that was a real horse head that they used. It wasn't really? That was a real horse head. They used the actual horse head. It was, it was a horse going to the slaughterhouse, wow. you know, so they make dog food. And the director, the producer, one of the people were like, hey, can you give us the head? We got wow. a really cool scene. They originally had like, you know, a rubber one, but the director, he, right. he didn't like the way it looks. So they got an actual horse head. So that is wow. a real horse head sitting okay. in the bed with the dude. And that just made me sad. I don't like it when animals die in movies you, i know it's not real well that that horse was real that one that yeah that, was, that horse is really dead but uh that part that that would oh, that would make me Aww. do whatever the don corleone wants like oh, fine fine the dude can be in the movie don't i'm done I'm, <laughs> you got, but okay so another thing too is sonny's also the playboy so Whenever he's actually uh, banging the girl upstairs and Tom is over there laughing his butt off, get this. That child's going to be introduced into the third film. Oh, really? So Yes. So there's a little okay. Easter egg in that. So okay. I heard the third film's fantastic, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've been hearing it, yeah. Oh, okay. You're being sarcastic? You're sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> I heard the same. I heard it was going to blow us away, blow the first one just, you know, out of the water. I'll tell you so. what. There's a certain actress that that overacted in that movie, and it's actually the director's daughter that overacts in that movie. Gosh, really? Yes. Overdramatic. She just sucks the life out of you. (laughs) Wow. I did hear that part, too, was awesome, and I heard today that the way that the story takes place, um, it gives you two storylines to combine the story I'm really looking forward to part two. I can't wait. Listen, I love this film. This film was great. The acting, every part of the film, I was on edge of my seat. Like you said, Alex earlier, not bored at all. Um, I just like, I would, I'm going to watch it again. That's how good it was. I would definitely mm-hmm. watch it again. I get it. I get it. And I get why they made a video game. You know, it's, it's an awesome story. I made two video games. There's a yes, second um, one. Yep. Because yeah, there, yeah, I used to play it. Yeah. I actually played Godfather 2. And you can actually own different territories. And I remember going up right. to this one guy. Right. He was just joking around, right? Just dancing on the dance floor, <laughs> acting like he's dancing. But he's really just like bobbing and weaving. And I shot the him. Video game <laughs> dancing. Right. <laughs> so I just went up there and shot him. <laughs> Thanksgiving, when I have his gang of people. <laughs> Yeah, I shot him. The guy's like, what did you, why did you do that for? I'm like, I thought we were supposed to be shooting people. <laughs> I had that game response to being shot. Oh, what are you I doing? Around, 
What right. you doing Not over here? What, what you doing? You're not supposed to be dancing. <laughs> We're supposed to be over here shooting people and taking up territories. What the fuck you doing over here? With you and your Tommy gun over here. Your Macarena looking ass. What you doing? Forget about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> but, but okay. So there is a part where Kay, remember when they shut the door and Kay's actually peeking in and then you see the door shut? Basically, he shuts the door on Kate and shuts her out. But also, too, as an audience member, as us being in this room with Kate, he's Michael is also shutting the door on us. Okay. How dare he? After all we did, we spent three hours with this guy and he just shuts the door on us. That right. might actually be a bit... For- <laughs> Ba- yes, um, yes, baby, you're definitely gonna have to w- watch this with me. Uh, three hours. This movie is a great film. I definitely recommend right. it. Well, uh, matter of fact, I have all three Godfather DVDs. I'll bring them over. We'll watch The Godfather. <laughs> but, she hasn't seen it yet. Bay. Oh, Brandy hasn't also, seen it yet. No, she's never seen The Godfather. And oh, um, that's can't... gonna be awesome. Yeah, that I've seen it. I can start judging other people who haven't seen it. Right. right. So if you haven't seen yes. the Godfather, ew. yeah, you <laughs> haven't lived until you saw the Godfather. Absolutely. <laughs> I dare saw you. it just a couple weeks ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just tell you this: the Godfather epic starts out differently than Godfather One. Basically, okay. you wind up having Godfather Two in front of it as a prequel film, okay. and then. You go in after that, it's about 30 minutes in, and then it changes over to Michael's life. Okay. And then after that, it goes back over to Godfather 2. Okay. Baby, you... Because De Niro's uh, playing Marlon Brando's part, right? De Niro's playing the young Godfather. Okay. Young De Niro, that's right. I was like, yeah, Robert De Niro in these movies? Like, yeah, that's right. Let me tell you this. This is actually, if you think about it, it's like a prequel mixed in with a sequel. To, a, to this okay. film. It also has like an Indiana Jones kind of vibe where you see the prequel to a movie, which is okay. the second film, and it's actually a sequel to that film. That's the way I actually introduce people to it. Okay. But so Indiana Jones has a prequel? If you think, okay, there's actually a young Indiana Jones in one of the movies. I've got which one it is. I think it might be Raiders of the Lost Ark. But okay. there's a young Indiana Jones, and then it flashes over back over to present day Indiana Jones, where he's actually in middle age, um, basically uh, of Indiana Jones. So that's basically how I got come off of Godfather one and two is basically thinking of Indiana Jones in that kind of context. Okay. But okay. you know, I really have to say it, the Godfather two is actually one of my favorites. Um, but, yes, but yes, but yes, I'm, I'm looking to watch that one. <laughs> Oh yeah, three hours. Get ready. Hey, you saw hey, baby, you saw the Batman with me. Okay? So I know <laughs> you can handle watching The Godfather and the epicness okay. of The Godfather. He's gonna <laughs> so, love it. He's gonna geez. love it. Because you don't even feel the runtime for this, to be honest with you, because how invested you are no. in the characters. Right. I was upset that it ended. Same here. I was like, it's done. Like I want it, I wanted it to be longer. Like I wanted some more. And then I was like, I, I now I can't wait to see part two. And now knowing how it's going to take place, I'm I'm all for it because I love Robert De Niro. And I was wondering where he was going to fit in 
because I knew he was in them. But I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what are they going to do? And now knowing, I'm so excited to see part two. Like, I can't wait to watch it. I mean, yeah. And here's a little trivia thing, too. Michael, um, I almost said Michael, but Al Pacino and Robert De Niro never met on set. Really? They never met on the set of The Godfather 2. Wow. Oh. So, I guess that makes sense. That makes, yeah. I guess, okay. Because that's crazy. You think they would meet at some point. Like, yeah. yeah just going to watch. Yeah. They never actually yeah, met right, each other or anything right. like that. Okay. I like so. That's a fun that's, fact. I love fun facts. That see, is- I'm what's going, cool, I'm- <laughs> really quick. What's cool about it is like, okay, so Scarface came out in the eighties. This right. was made in 72. So to see him as the Godfather in the Godfather, Michael, and then to, cause I was watching him in this and then thinking about him being in Scarface mm-hmm. and how awesome he was in Scarface. And it like, Still in charge, but a totally different guy. He's just a brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it made me want to watch like Scarface again. He goes from pretending to be, or not pretending, but he goes from being Italian to pretending to be Cuban, and I'm like, wow, that right. is that a is transition. A, that is a transition. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, thought I'd bring that up. Well, it's here's the thing. Whenever I first saw The Godfather, all I had to represent. My, Represented Al Pacino was Scarface, so I'm thinking that right. I'm gonna have this loud cocaine, yeah, uh, yeah. gangster version in the Godfather. You want to go to war? Right, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay yeah. Frank. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to exactly. Frank. Okay, Don Brazzini, we'll go to war. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Frank, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm not gonna kill you. Hey, kill that piece of shit. <laughs> so, but anyway, we were watching a comedy, <laughs> right? Yeah, you swear we were watching a comedy, guys. Exactly. Any movie can be a comedy if you just imitate it. <laughs> okay, I have another thing for you guys. If you want a good mafia spoof, watch the movie Mafia. It came out in the nineties, late nineties. Making fun of okay. mafia movies. It makes fun of The Godfather, Casino, Goodfellas, okay. all those films. Okay. Okay, I'll look it up. And there's Does even it have a anything scene... to do with the video game mafia, no. or is it no? Okay, it's just a spoof. It's just a spoof film. Okay, mafia. All right. Love me some spoofs. Uh, Brandy's favorite movie uh, with Al Pacino is The Scent of a Woman. But she also likes all Abacino movies. I'm telling you, you're going to love this movie. It's a classic. It's one of those movies that you have to watch and everything. So, well, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for our Godfather 1 rewatch. Get ready for our Godfather 2 rewatch next week at the same time at 9 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. Thanks again, Rossi. Thanks again, Alex. I do appreciate you guys watching this film. I'm glad you love it just as much as I do so I can be geeked out over over the fact that you love this film. And hold this, it, hold it into your hearts as much as I do, but Absolutely. I have but one heart. So yes, I just made a pun. So always until next time. <laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna make you an offer that you can't refuse. So, so. <laughs> all right, guys. For always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun, and forget about it.